Greetings and yawashkanakagwego. You're listening to Gaino. If you're tuning in for the first time today, Gaino is a Seneca word for music or song. I'm your host, Brett Maybe, and each week we take a listen to some incredible music from different indigenous artists from across Turtle Island. For the next hour, you're invited to enjoy the music. Willie Dunn was a Mi'kmaq musician activist who at one time in Canada was considered the most dangerous man with a guitar. His was a life of epic proportions. Legend has it that in the early 1970s he turned on a recording contract with Columbia Records because they wanted him to set aside his Indian activism. What is certain is that his refusal to do so resulted in the same kind of blacklisting that many of his contemporaries faced, including Buffy St. Marie. Sadly, in 2013, he passed away one week shy of his 72nd birthday, but his music is now more relevant than ever. Even in spirit, he remains at the forefront of the fight for the injustices faced at the residential boarding schools. And at this time, kicking things off today, you're invited to turn it up and sing along with Son of the Sun from the new compilation, Creation Never Sleeps, Creation Never Dies, the Willie Dunn Anthology. You're listening to Gyno. Son of the Sun. Son of the earth, the soul of life, children of the world, daughters of starlight, and daughters of mirth, sisters of sunlight, sisters of earth, brothers of nature, brothers of old, brothers of legend, and the story untold. I had a dream A mile of course They laid to rest With a gun and a sword Buried the hatchet Buried the snake Bow to each other Peace to make The earth supplies And nature feeds Artificial needs come down to earth and stay a while. The sun is shining, just sit there and smile. I'm a brown skinned man, that's what I am. Got a guitar and a drum. That's where I come from Spirit of the sun Spirit of the sea Worthy of a shadow Come shine down on me Son of the sun Sunlight, the sisters of earth, 
by the door If they do rest With gun and a sword They bury the hatchet They bury the snake We bow to each other Peace to make Oh, son of the sun Son of the Sun from Willie Dunn's compilation, Creation Never Sleeps, Creation Never Dies. Now, Willie Dunn's a name that you're probably not too familiar with. I'm going to tell you right now, and you're going to hear this numerous times throughout our conversation. You do need to know who Willie Dunn is, and you will know who Willie Dunn is. You're listening to Gyno. I'm your host, Brett Maybe today. I am joined on the line with a legacy bearer, Willie's son, Lawrence. Good day to you. Lawrence, how are you doing today? Good day, Brett. Thanks for having me on. I certainly appreciate you accepting the invitation. As I was mentioning and in the introduction and as I was mentioning as we were getting caught up, people need to know who Willie Dunn is. So uh, if you could do me a little bit of a favor, I guess, uh, could you give a little bit of background on your dad? Uh, Willie was, uh, was an activist musician, a folk singer. Um, he's uh, of uh, Mi'kmaq uh, background. His father was, uh, was, of, uh, was of a U.K. origin. He, uh, his father was uh, mixed uh, Scottish, Irish, uh, English background. And that's just going just under the surface. Uh, further beneath the surface, there's, there's a lot more heritage. Uh, Willie was, uh, was related to uh, Metallic, the um, indigenous trailblazer from the uh, eastern United States area in uh, southeastern Canada. And, uh, yeah, Willie paid a lot of uh, honor to his heritage on both sides of his family, and it was very important to him to see uh, to see cultures come together. Kurt Vile in a mojo blurb uh, was talking that uh, Willie Dunn's I Pity the Country is like the reason people make music, and, and he made mention on a, on a mainstream level that he's a name that people need to know, and he was a contemporary of people like Leonard Cohen, Bob Dylan, and uh, uh, when did he get into creating music? Willie received the guitar from his, uh, from his uh, I guess you would call him his, un- his uncle, uh, around the age 14, and he started, uh, he started learning his, uh, his craft at an early age, um, but it wasn't really until his time in the Congo that his direction was kind of uh, hammered out. Let's put a little bit of a time frame into all of this. Uh, what years are we talking here, Lawrence? Uh, I say it's um, 65, 64 that he was in the military. It's my understanding, Lawrence, that Columbia Records wanted to sign your dad, but there were some stipulations. Yeah, I was wondering if you could go into a little bit more detail about that. To be honest with you, I'm not 100% uh, up to snuff on that part of the story. That's actually the first I've heard about it, to be honest with you. Oh, really? Yeah, there's, there's, lots of, uh, there's lots of elements to his story that are coming out that it's kind of like when you shake a tree, right? And pieces of a story come out that were previously obscured. Before we get back into the listening today, I, w- I was wondering if uh, you could shed a little bit of light on uh, why Willie Dunn is, isn't a little bit more of a household name. I mean, if you were to ask me, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it feels like... Um, because we, we see this happen a lot. It happened with Buffy St. Maria. It happened with Eartha Kid. It happened with people right. during this time that if they yeah. spoke out on things that were really happening, 
um, you know, there was there was a tendency to either try and blacklist the artist or exploit them. Um, exactly. I was wondering if you could explain a little bit more. Well, that's one of those uh, key elements of the story that I'm hoping gets shaken out of the tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that Buffy was blacklisted for her career, for, for much of her career, for the message that she was putting out. Right. Uh, I'm sure that uh, something very similar happened to Willie. Um, that's kind of speaking to uh, to the political influence of Canada's entertainment industry, sure. you know, the intelligence community and, you know, the government and how people who are pushing a certain message end up facing a lot of resistance. And sometimes it might seem that uh, in certain countries that, things are a lot more obscure from the public than others, than other countries. Like, uh, it's one thing to look at the States and say, okay, there's a lot of activism, but there's also a lot of uh, freedom of press in the States that might not exist here in Canada. So a lot of these stories end up becoming exposed and and being spoken about. I don't think that's the case here in Canada. I think that, uh, I think a lot of things that might have happened to a lot of activists and their families and and their stories might still be obscured. And uh, I think that uh, elements of, this, of that part of what happened to Willie and his career might come to light soon. That's what I'm hoping, at least. It feels like that when uh, we're seeing the residential school situation really become worldwide news. And, you know, something that I like to say is that if you see the kind of blowback that there is right now, the further you rewind back in time, the harder and harder it was to even first and foremost stand up and say anything. But that blowback was even worse. So that is not far-fetched. It's it's powerful. And the thing is, like, even, even today, like, with uh, with politicians coming out and saying, uh, oh, the, the Catholic Church should apologize. Uh, they're saying that on one hand, but on the other hand, they're still they're still encouraging their own uh, their own government to fight the the survivors of Saint Anne right. in court. And they spend more money they spend more money on on the court battle than they would have on the compensation. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like they just don't want to admit that they that they screwed up. They don't want to admit how much harm that they've caused to these people and their lives and their legacies and their and their lineage and and, and there's there's family there's populations of people who are still struggling to survive because of things like that and yeah it, it, there's no simple solutions to that especially in a country that that kind of specializes in covering things up. Oh, you're absolutely right, and we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about a particular song that uh, your dad even went on the record to say that he, he couldn't play because it was too difficult. Of course, we're talking about Charlie Wenjack. Uh, we'll come back and, and talk a little bit more about that particular track in just a few because it is powerful, it is poignant, and it's ever, sadly, too relevant in 2021. And again, I feel like this is why Willie Dunn is kind of you know, at the ancestral forefront of of this fight and and these children getting the justice that they deserve as well. And I feel that his spirit is a part of this entire movement that's happening right Absolutely. now. Uh, in this first block, before we come back and talk about Charlie Winjack, though, it's going to be digging roots all night, of course. Raven Kanatanka was a, a bandmate, a, a family friend of your dad in, in the Dunn family. Also going to have some Buffy St. Marie with God is Alive, Magic is Afoot from her groundbreaking Illuminations album before this block is up. And coming at you right now, turn it up and sing along with Ballad of Crowfoot from Willie Dunn's Creation Never Sleeps, Creation Never Dies. You're listening to Gyno. Comes a spring 
and its warmth all around your neck the eagle claw upon your head the buffalo horn today a great new chief is born so raise them fast towards the sun a heart now beats a life's begun it's 1821 today a blackfoot souls is born Why the tears? You've been a brave man for many years. Why the sadness? Why the sorrow? Maybe there'll be a better tomorrow. Your years have gone The years have passed Your heart is set Your soul is cast Stand before the council fire You have the mind And the desire Of notions wise You speak so well And in brave deeds You do excel And it's 1853 And you stand the chief Of confederacy You are the leader You are the chief You stand against both Liar and thief They trade Raise whiskey Steal your land, and they're coming in swift Like the wind-blown sand They shoot the buffalo Kill the game, and send their preachers Into shame, and it's 1864 And you think of peace, and you think of war You've been a brave man for many years Why the sadness, why the sorrow Maybe there'll be a better tomorrow See the settler in more numbers he takes whatever he encounters you seem so all battered beaten wrong and right they haven't eaten and as per se we're much the same it seems like such a heartless game and it's 1800 76 and the enemies full of those death-dealing tricks 
Today the tree stands on the table. Will you sign it? Are you able? It offers food and protection to the youth. Really think they'll hold it true? It offers a reserve. Now, isn't that grand? And in return, you see all of your land and it's 1877 and you know the scales are so uneven pro food, pro food. why the tears you've been a brave man for many years why the sadness why the sorrow Buffalo are slaughtered, there's nothing to eat. The government's laid again with the meat, and your people are riddled with the white man's disease. And in the summer they're sick, and in the winter they freeze. And sometimes you wonder why you signed that day. But they broke the treaties themselves anyway, and it's 1800. 89 and your death star explodes and then it falls Crowfoot, Crowfoot Why the tears You've been a brave man For many years Why the sadness Why the sorrow better tomorrow The years have gone The years have flown The nation since has swiftly grown But yet for the Indian It's all the same There's still the hardship There's still the pain It's bitterness shines like a wetted knife There's still the hypocrisy And the hate was that in the treaties It's that the fate were all unhappy pawns In the government's game And it's always the Indian who gets the blame It's a problem which money can Never lesson and it's 1967 Crowfoot, Crowfoot Why the tears You've been a brave man For many years Why the sadness Why the sorrow Maybe there'll be A better tomorrow one day you'll find honesty 
Instead of the usual treachery, perhaps one day the truth shall prevail and the warmth of love which it doesn't take. Why the tears? You've been a brave man for many years. Why the sadness? Why the sorrow? Maybe there'll be a better tomorrow. Magic went with them mm, for magic 
loves the hungry But magic would not tarry It moves from arm to arm It would not stay with them Magic is a foot It cannot come to harm It rests in an empty palm It spawns in an empty mind But magic is no instrument Magic is the end Many men drove magic But magic stayed behind Many strong men lied They only passed through magic And out the other side Many weak men lied They came to God in secret And though they left him nourished They would not tell who healed Though mountains danced before them They said that God was dead Though his shrouds were hoisted The naked God did live This I mean to whisper to my mind This I mean to laugh with in my mind This I mean my mind to serve till service is But magic moving through the world And mind itself is magic Coursing through the flesh And flesh itself is magic Dancing on a clock And time itself the magic length of God
morning breaks at first light As the sacred fire grows So will the revolution songs I'll play it deep now for you baby So sing it all night long Digging Roots and All Night for the Light. Winding down that block for your listening pleasure on today's edition of Gyno. If you're just now tuning in, it's your host, Brett, maybe checking in with you. I'm having an important conversation today with uh, Willie Dunn's son, Lawrence. Now, again, if you're just now tuning in, Willie Dunn uh, was an important indigenous activist, songwriter. Uh, He was a musician's musician. And in this block here, we're going to talk about some of the musicians that he played with, some of the musicians that he influenced. And uh, since we just highlighted one from Digging Roots, I guess that provides a great starting point right there. Of course, uh, Raven Kanatakta was a, a good friend of Willie. Yeah. That's right. They had had plans, it's my understanding, to kind of do an album together and whatnot. But uh, your father's network really extended. And as we were getting caught up, he really um, was hanging out with the likes of Taj Mahal and Richie Havens. Uh, what, what can you tell me about this? my earliest memories of being at the Mariposa Folk Festival with my father and uh, and trying to see the stage and him telling me that's, that's Taj Mahal up on stage and I couldn't see so he put me on his shoulders and I watched I watched Taj Mahal with my dad and that's that's one of my earliest memories that I could, that I can pull from my mind from the it's full of cobwebs but it's very special to me and uh, Willie had a lot of great friends in the industry he had uh, he, had, uh, he knew John Lee Hooker. He introduced me to John Lee Hooker probably in the late 90s uh, when he came to town. He was passing through town, and we uh, we went and uh, we met him backstage. And that's a that's a special memory for me as well. And uh, also, uh, he ha- he spoke fondly of uh, Richie Havens and uh, Brownie McGee and Sonny Terry. Uh, these are the people that kind of um, that mentored him in his in his own way and uh, helped. Uh, as we were mentioning, uh, you know, and I'm going to do my part to make sure that people are aware of 
uh, who Willie Dunn was and, and his music because, again, uh, you know, as we were kind of mentioning, the further back you go, the harder it is to speak about important issues. Now, the majority of the public right now is kind of feeling like the boarding school issue is a brand new thing. Of course, in indigenous communities, we know damn well that that was never the case. And, uh, you know, we are still reeling and trying to rebuild from some of what damage uh, they had intentionally done to try and break us down. And a good example of your dad being at the forefront of that fight, you know, we're talking 1971, 1972. Uh, you're still seeing bubblegum love songs on, on the AM that are getting radio play and whatnot. Of course, Buffy St. Marie had already been blacklisted by this point. She's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all of that had already transpired. And here comes your dad. And he writes a song called Charlie Wenjack. And now Charlie, for listeners out there, was a 12-year-old indigenous boy. He was at the Kenora, Ontario Residential School, and he ran away from those horrible conditions, and he died of starvation. Uh, Your dad went on to write this song. Um, Do you feel that the political tones of of that song were way too ahead of its time? I'd say it was right on time, but it wasn't listened to anybody at the time. Uh, It uh, it might have been one of the reasons that uh, Willie faced such resistance in his career, because McLean's wrote an article about him around the time that he released that and called him uh, one of the most dangerous men with a guitar. Mm. And, you know... That was uh, that was in a, in a national magazine that was read by by everybody, sure. and that was one of the uh, the public perceptions of my father that he was he was the enemy mm-hmm. when he was trying to bring up indigenous issues and, and talk about the injustice we were facing as a people. I mean, one of one of the other songs my father wrote around the same time was called Rosemary Roper, and that song was um, on uh, the compilation Who Are the Ones released by CBC. And that song is, is a brutal, brutal song about uh, about several uh, several um, people who killed a, a native woman. Who and it, it proceeds to the whole uh, missing, murdered uh, indigenous women uh, issue, the red dress issue that we're faced across the country that we're just becoming that we've just become aware of in the past five six years, and that has been strongly denied by 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 right wing politicians and very. And very much uh, not taken as seriously as it should be by by left left leaning politicians on on both sides of the of the of the aisle. There's 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 uh, not enough support for our issues, and I don't know. Like, uh, it would be very difficult to dig up uh, a copy of a Rosemary Rover, but I, I strongly recommend that you do and that you listen to that song because it's a very important song, and uh, I think more people need to hear it. Well, I'm going to go on the search right now and uh, try and find that. In fact, I'll do that while we're listening uh, to this next block of tunes. Uh, Thank you, uh, Lawrence. We do have a little bit more time to come back and chat. I I appreciate you shedding a little bit of light on Willie Dunn's legacy because I think this is something that is far too common uh, throughout Indigenous communities, those who uh, do try to sing about and talk about. And uh, I don't think it's been talked about enough. And I, I would almost guarantee you that just this conversation right here is going to help 
people not feel so alone and not feel so isolated because, of course, that's, that's the most dangerous psychological tool right there is when you feel alone. And, you know, and that's what we're trying to do is build those bridges right now. And there's no better way to do that. Willie Dunn uses his guitar as that drum beat. And it's apparent on all of these songs that we're going to be listening to today. So as I was mentioning towards the beginning of our show, uh, I am going to be playing Leanne Day Simpson's take on Willie Dunn's I Pity the Country. It's found on her 2021 release, Theory of Ice. I also have one coming from John Trudell in this block, but kicking things off is a very, very poignant song that you need to listen to. From Creation Never Sleeps, Creation Never Dies, it's Willie Dunn's Charlie Wenjack, today on Gyno. Walk on, little Charlie Walk on through the snow Moving down the railway line Trying to make it home And it's made it Forty miles Six hundred left to go It's a long, old, lonesome journey Shuffling through the snow Lonely as a single star in the skies above His father in a mining camp, his mother in the ground And he's looking for his dad, and he's looking out for love Just a lost little boy by the railroad track, moving homeward bound He's a getting mighty hungry It's been a time since last he's ate And as the night grows colder He wonders of his fate For his legs are racked with pain As he staggers through the night As he sees through his troubled eyes His hands are turning white And are the stars exploding down the misty aisle space? Who's that coming down the track, walking up to me? Her arms outstretched and waiting, waiting just for me. Little Charlie Wenger, shuffling through the snow, moving down the railway line. Try to make it home And he's made it Forty miles Six hundred left to go It's a long, old, lonesome journey Shuffling through the snow
lapses of remembering. What else can I think about what can't be undone about the closet of regret? While my mind keeps going, weeping isn't enough, and crying really is a crying shame. That doesn't have much meaning in these eruptions of the scars. My heart is looking for a place. These scenes, even the hurt hurts, knowing there is no way out. Time is a bandage that leaks glimpses of memories and touch. Lapses of remembering. What else can I think? Can't be undone. Closet of regrets. While my mind keeps going. Been ain't enough. Crying really is a crying shame. Then my soul starts falling. Sometimes I sit in the sun and pray and reach to the stars. Like a drink without a drunk. Or a future without a dream. Today gets farther and farther away, and those things I need to tell you have got me talking to the wind. Maybe I'm asking the wind to hold me, pretending it's you, and time doesn't exist. Lapses of remembering. What else can I think about what can't be undone? About the closet of regret. Hey, this is Samantha Crane, and you're listening to Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network. Soul man. 
Leanne Badassamu says Simpsons, I Pity the Country, from her Theory of Ice album. It's her take on Willie Dunn's song of the same name. Before that, we heard some John Trudell. And uh, Lawrence, uh, you know, as we were talking, as the music was playing and whatnot, uh, you uh, you kind of had another one of those moments. You were like, as a matter of fact, John is another person that I met through uh, Willie. Was, uh, tell me a little bit more. I mean, right. the, the listeners got to know this. This is super cool. Uh, I believe it was 1999. Uh, I went to um, Toronto with my father. He uh, he was. Uh, performing for on the harbor front is opening for the Neville brothers and after his performance concurrently going on beside the the, the concert venue was uh, was a film festival being put on by Gary Farmer 
It was, I believe, it was the Aboriginal Voices Film Festival or the one put on by Aboriginal Voices Radio. I, I can't remember exactly, but uh, one of uh, one of the guests of honor at that film festival was John Trudell, and uh, Willie was hanging out with John afterwards. And then later on in that evening, uh, my dad asked me and uh, my friend Gabriel Daniels. He said, "Can you guys hang out with John tonight?" Uh, like John, uh, you know he. He's here by himself, and uh, he wants to go out and have a good time tonight. And, uh, you know, I'd like a couple young, strong guys to have his back just in case, you know. So we are like, yeah, sure, that'd, that'd be great. We thought it was like an honor to, to hang out with John. So we ended up going to the, the Colored Stone, a pool hall owned by Duke Redbird, and we, we ended up hanging there all evening. And who came along with John Chadell but Jim Jarmish, the film director. So uh, it's actually a very treasured memory of mine, hanging out with John Chadell, Jim Jarmish, and Gabriel Daniels at Duke Redbird's bar and uh, playing pool. And yeah, it was a, it was a special weekend for sure. And I'm, I'm thanking you for playing John Trudell because it, it brought that memory clearly back to my mind. These are the types of uh, people that are befitting of your father's legacy, of course. He's not the only one who put it all on the line to say these important messages, but it is important to remember uh, that these individuals did it at a time when it was much, much harder to do that. And they kind of blazed that trail for us to uh, hopefully, you know, continue to, to pick up that fight because there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. We still have a lot of work to do in overcoming uh, the tragedy of the residential schools. It's not a situation of just get over it that was in the past, you know. And here's the interesting thing where their logic kind of turns in on themselves and whatnot. And I do mean, you know, those particular people who are more racist and just want to spew things like that. It's because, you know, it was people that came before them that intentionally did this and and, and right. beat us up, smashed us apart and everything like that and now it's their descendants who look at us and say well look at the pitiful indians and everything like that you know and 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 trying to distance themselves from the damage that was done so obviously there's a lot more that has to be but you know i am uh, particularly grateful for what willie dunn did and uh, what john trudell did what buffy saint marie continues to do i you know i asked her to marry me i don't know uh, i didn't tell you that yeah and uh buffy <laughs> uh, buffy just cracked up and she says no and your wife told me to tell you that so uh, that was one of my earlier uh, gyno memories as well so again Lawrence thank you so much for sharing some of these memories that you have of your uh, father's legacy help. thanks for thanks for giving me an opportunity to speak about it to speak about my father uh, these are important songs the once again the compilation is creation never sleeps creation never dies where can people find this at Lawrence uh, well you're gonna have to uh, look for it in uh, some of the uh, the record stores around Canada because it's sold out on the Light in the Attic website. It's a collectible now. Hopefully, there might be another repressing coming down the line, and you never know. There might be there might be more releases of the more obscure material coming out. Well, keep your eyes open. Uh, this isn't the last that you're going to hear Willie Dunn on Gyno. In the meantime, I do have some more great tracks coming your way today. Uh, thanks again, Lauren, for joining me today, and I hope we can catch up soon. Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hope to speak with you again soon. Here is a ballad by Willie Dunn about Rosemary Roper, whom he describes as a Canadian Indian victim of white injustice, of her death at the hands of white men, and the leniency afforded the latter. Rosemary Roper, her eyes closed forever, lays in her slumber beneath the dark pines, and standing above her were those who had slain her, the three drunken white men from town. The courtroom was crowded, 
All the people were there. The atmosphere rang like a spring county fair. The charges were read by the district attorney to the tune of murder in the second degree. Rosemary Roper, her eyes closed forever, left in the dump without any clothes. Her body was broken and marked with abrasions and left in the cold to wither and die. The charge was reduced from the second degree, then manslaughter, and then to common assault. Two were let off with $200 fines, and the other got off scot-free. But Rosemary Roper, her eyes closed forever, lays in her slumber beneath the dark pines. And standing above her, the three men who killed her, three drunken white men from town. Rosemary Roper, her eyes closed forever, lays in her slumber beneath the dark pines and standing above her were those who had slain her, three drunken white boys from town. The courtroom was crowded, all the people were there, the atmosphere rung like the Spring County Fair. The charges were read by the district attorney to the tune of murder in the second degree. But Rosemary Roper, her eyes closed forever, left in a dump without any clothes. Her body was broken and marked with abrasion and left in the cold to wither and die. The charge was reduced from the second degree, from manslaughter then to common assault. Two were let off with two minor fines, and the other got off scot-free. But Rosemary Roper, her eyes closed forever, lays in her slumber beneath the dark pines, and standing above her were the three men who killed her, three drunken white boys from town. For this and past episodes of Gyno, log on to gynomusic.fm or nv1.org. Also, to discover more music from incredible indigenous artists, be sure to check out the Native Artist Directory at nativeartistdirectory.com. Ride this train. Ride this train to Kinsua Dam. Around about the turn of the 19th century, there was a meeting held at Independence Hall. Cornplant, the chief of the Seneca, Red Jacket and General George Washington. A map was laid out and a line was drawn and it was promised that from the Allegheny River here north and east and west shall be Indian land for as long as the moon shall rise as long as the rivers flow As long as the sun will shine, as long as the grass shall grow. Well, the Seneca is an Indian tribe of the Iroquois Nation. On the New York-Pennsylvania line, you'll find their reservation. After the U.S. Revolution, Corn Plant was the chief. 
He told his tribe, these men you can trust, that was his true belief. Well, they went down to Independence Hall, and there a treaty signed that promised peace with the USA and Indian rights combined. George Washington gave his signature, the government gave its hand, and they said that now and forevermore that this is Indian land as long as the moon shall rise. As long as the rivers flow, as long as the sun will shine, as long as the grass shall grow. On the Seneca Reservation, there is much sadness now. Washington's treaty has been broken, and there is no hope, no how. All across the Allegheny River, they've thrown up a dam. It will flood the Indian country, a proud day for Uncle Sam. But it broke that ancient treaty with a politician's grin. It will flood the Indian graveyards. Corn plant, can you swim? Earth is mother to the Seneca. So they're trampling sacred ground. Change the mint green earth to black mud flats as honor hobbles down as long as the moon shall rise. My brother, are you thirsty? As long as the rivers flow. My brother, are you warm? As long as the sun will shine as long as the grass shall grow. Native Voice One. The Native American Radio Network.